to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America and English. Your hosts for today are Ivan Pineda, Cristian Rosendo, Alexis Juarez, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Now let's hit the field and start the show. Hello, gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast. Today, we're going to be recapping everything that happened in the Clásico Capitolino ahead of the international break. We're going to be looking at everything going on in and around the club uh, in regards to injury updates and everything. I know Christian has a little bit to talk to us about. And then, of course, we're going to be previewing the upcoming Clásico Capitolino yet again, but this time here in the United States. Carson, California will be hosting Las Aguilas de la America. We'll get into that in just a second as well. But joining me to do all of this and more are my two co-hosts from New York. It is none other than Christian Rosendo and AJ himself. Gentlemen, how are we tonight? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I've had a long day today, but, you know, I, I always kind of the pockets kind of decompress, talk about the beautiful Aguilas de la America. I hope both of you guys are doing great. hope the chat is doing great. Got a lot to talk about uh, ahead of this international break. Um, I think we ended on a good note, but uh, there's much improvement. Uh, so, uh, but we'll touch on that a little bit later. Definitely plenty of improvements still yet to be made. We'll talk about what happened in that game against Pumas. But AJ, talk to me. How are you? Um, doing great. Um, both America teams, the women's team and the men's team, winning Clásicos. This is America, baby. That's what we do. That's definitely, that's the DNA of an America uh, right there for you. The ladies off, uh, just recently coming off a 2-1 victory. AJ and I will discuss of, the, uh, of that much more in detail on Thursday's podcast, as we'll be also talking about the upcoming Clásico Nacional for the ladies. So if you guys are interested in that, make sure you guys tune in on Thursday, as we will be covering that in uh, full detail. So if you guys don't want to miss it, make sure you guys, again, join us on uh, Thursday. All right, gentlemen, let's go into the topic. America winning at home against Pumas, a 2-0 victory. That may be a bit deceiving, especially the way the last goal comes in at the last minute of the match. But I will say this. I think America were rightfully the victorious team, although we weren't uh, looking that promising, Christian, in the first opening minutes. Pumas definitely had, uh, you know, an opportunity here and there. They were knocking at the door. Yet America was able to stabilize themselves get rhythm going, dominate possession, and then you saw what happened out on the pitch. For you, what went right in this game, and what do you think we still need to improve on? Yeah, so um, like you mentioned, I, like, the first couple of minutes were a little bit scary, um, as they usually are with, with this America team. But it seems like America kind of found themselves. Uh, they kind of, you know, they, they understood what, what needed to be done in order to, to become victorious in this match. And um, I think I think America responded great. I think Aquino, Richard, and Fidalgo had a great game this uh, this this past Sunday. Um, it's it's the main reason why America was as dominant as as I think they were uh, in this match. Um, it just allowed for more 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 offensive flow uh, to, to to go through the players like like Roger, like uh, like Cordova and Viñas. Um, but you know, I'm uh, I'm looking at number eight. I'm looking at number eight. I think he stepped up in a big way this game. Um, he needed to. I think it was. It was. It had to happen, right? It, whether it was in Pachuca or here, um, it, it it just it had to be one of the two games, and I'm and I'm happy it came. Um, just I just needed need this Fidalgo to continue for for the rest of the season because, um, we we have very important matches coming up. You know, we have a final at the end of the month. We still have uh the likes of Tigres to play, like the Cruz Azul to play still. Um, and you know we're gonna need uh Fidalgo to be at his best because when he's at his best, I think America's offensive game. Um, it's just that much better. Uh, and then that in turn can just, you know, it just puts us in a better position to win the game overall instead of us chasing the match like we have, like, in the past couple of times, like against Chios, like against Pachuca. Um, we were just weren't there, you know. We, it, it always seemed like we were just fighting for at least one or two good offensive chances. And, you know, on Sunday, it looked like we had we had quite a few. And I think it was probably due to a lot of, a lot of Fidalgo's play. So, a lot more of that uh, needs to happen going forward, and I'm just happy. Uh, you know, we're starting to see the, the the real Fidalgo come come to life. Yeah, and I mean, you see right here, Jacob Lau saying que partidazo de Fidalgo. Obviously, you know, he gets, he even makes the um, ideal starting eleven for the jornada. So it goes to show how good of a game Fidalgo actually had. Uh, AP Junior saying we basically won because Pumas couldn't finish, and that last minute goal that's it. Take what you uh, take what you get from for us, America fans. But three points secured, so I ain't complaining. 
Um, I mean, he 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 has a point, right? I think Pumas had the better opportunity at the beginning of the match. Could have put one or two away. This game completely turns on its head. Um, but I think it's that resilience of America to be able to kind of, you know, take a couple of blows and then find the find their feet, their footing yet again and get those chances, uh, you know. And, and a player like Fidalgo, someone who, again, Christian, heavily criticized this season, even though he has been putting uh, numbers on the score sheet, he just hasn't looked uh, that offensively great. But in this game, completely turns things around. Um, I think he opened up a couple of channels for, for, for Cordoba to then kind of tuck into the middle, and we saw a, a little bit more play from him there. Um, but Fidalgo, just everywhere on that pitch. And what I like mostly about this game from him was that he necessarily wasn't so tied to that box-to-box midfield role that he had right. been in he these past couple of games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I like the fact that he had more mobility. He was a lot more versatile, and he was a lot more kind of contributing to the attacking side of things. Um, and, you know, due to however Solari told him to change up his game, I think it worked out perfectly. And, like, again, we saw the best of America whenever he was involved in, in, in those plays going forward. AJ. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, just, um, we, we had some good showings in this match though. Early on, we looked slightly worried because everyone was just having a day with Bruno Valdez where he was just getting beaten left and right. It just seems like in those 15 minutes really just was getting dominated. But then after that, from there, the defense looked okay. Puma's going to really finish, um, seeing what our offense can do, especially in midfield, promising stuff. This is what I like to see more from this America side, especially Eduardo Fidalgo. He's starting to step up, and that's what we really want to see, especially for a guy where we gave him extension for his conscience to stay at America for a while. So good things to see from Fidalgo and from Royer and Vinas and everyone else just doing good things. Now we just need to keep, now we just need to, um, keep those momentum and just keep playing the way that we're playing. Well, we could always improve in this pool match, but all in all, this is, this is good things to see, especially after um, not winning games in a while. Definitely, and and it was pivotal for America to go off into the international break with three points and a clean sheet. On top of that, I think is is detrimental. I think we've talked about it. You know, this two zero scoreline under Solari tends to be the new three uh, zero, AJ. And so the fact that we were able to can you know put the, our chances away whilst we had much more that we should have finished. Um, it, it was nice to see that you know f- for once we're starting to put things away. We looked a lot more comfortable at home than we did against Chivas. Um, and even though we did have our scares, things looked a lot more promising. And again, it's on a high note to end uh, the, you know, before the international break. Let's talk a little bit about Vinas because I think this is an interesting topic. I, I think a lot of people are divided 50-50 on this. I see he had a good game. He, you know, keep him giving him minutes. And then I see another 50% of the fan base saying he did nothing in, 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 in the 60-ish minutes that he got. He couldn't score. score he couldn't score. He doesn't need to see the starting eleven anymore. So, where do we fall on this Vina criticism? I like Vinas. I I think Vinas, you know, does things similar to Henry, um, but he kind of has his own his own like flair to it. I I think Vinas, you know, he he's a little more, uh, how can I say it? He's like a, a little more a little more mobile, a little more explosive without the ball. I think that that allows him to open up for better opportunities. Uh, unfortunately, the goal that that we're gonna that we're gonna see uh, coming up in a couple of seconds here, um, it, it got disallowed, right? But you know, but it it just sees that Venus just has that that striker mentality to kind of just get himself free, get himself open, get himself in, and try and, and be in the best possible positions to kind of score, um, while also that retaining the ball uh, from the back is a big part of his play. And I think if Solari wants to continue playing that kind of style, um, you know, you can you can always rely on Venus to kind of you know, receive the ball and then just lay it out to your wings. That's really what you want to do. I think Vines can do it perfectly. Um, I know, you know, I know Henry is, is, is his main guy, right? I know, I, I know Henry, you know, that, that that's kind of his thing. But, you know, if push comes to shove, if, if Henry isn't playing well, if he's not having good moments, um, I think Vines is an excellent, I guess, go-to man whenever Henry is slacking. And more so, maybe he can even convert himself into the number one starter. Um, but I like Vines, though. You know, I, I always liked Vines since the day he came to America. The day he came off the bench and scored 13 seconds into his de- debut, I, I always knew against Pumas, against Pumas, and at the Azteca, I always knew he was going to be that guy for us. And it, you know, it's unfortunate how things are panning out for him right now. But I still like his attitude. I still like that he wants to give it all. I still like he wants to prove himself. 
Um, and little by little, you keep giving him more playing time. You keep giving him that kind of vote of confidence. Okay, listen, you're going to you're going to play in this this match. You better show him what you got. Um, I think he's responded well. Yes, he's not scoring as much as we want him to. Um, but you know that you know you just give you give him a little more time, give him a little more because you give him Henry Martin minutes, and I promise you, I promise you, he'll put up more goals. Interesting. That's a hot take. That's definitely a hot take right there. Um, I mean, look, I, I, I do like Vinas. I think he brings a lot to the table. I think him and Henry, whilst a lot of people think that they do and play the same style uh, up top, I do think that they're two vastly different players. Um, and, and you know, I'd make the argument that sometimes Vinas is the answer to some of these games where Henry may potentially not be. Um, it's not to say that, you know, one is better than the other. I think at the moment they're both struggling in that concept of, you know, trying to find the back of the net. Let's be honest, you know, yeah. he's not putting up numbers that we thought he would be putting up after, you know, the Olympics. Uh, and Vinas too, he's he, he's had his difficulties getting on that starting 11. Um, and whenever he does, you know, he's always been a little bit unlucky. I mean, look at this goal right here. It gets ruled offside. But if he was just a fraction, That's a fraction, uh, you know, earlier with the cross or you know maybe waited just a half a second to go for it you know maybe it stands but still at the end of the day i think he proves and, and gives us a lot of opportunity i do think he's a bit unlucky at times but um i, I do want to see him continue to get game time i mean he'll get it again this friday whenever the america faces against pumas up again um and i think it's even though it will be an ex exhibition match i think it's gonna be important for him to try to keep that rhythm going because it is it is a hefty break. I mean, you're talking about like almost two weeks of not playing. So in, in a league match, that I think is what you have to kind of take in consideration. Of course. Um, but yeah, again, you know, Vinas, it's a hot topic, uh, but I do want to see him continuously get more minutes. Uh, and I think the moment he bags a goal, um, I, I think you, you're going to see the confidence rise even more so. Of course, um, of course, and I think that's what we're all wishing for, right? For him to get that one goal, um, it's like like I said, I've been you know, one second gets that goal of confidence. You know, the sky's the limit, you know, um, and that's exactly what he needs. That that's exactly what's gonna uh, you know, elevate him to kind of potentially be that number one starter. It's just you know, you gotta give him a, a little bit more time, I, I guess, and then um, just that vote of confidence that he can and will do it. Definitely, AJ. When when is Vinas gonna score against what team? San Luis. Scoring at San Luis. Luis. That's the next All right, game. I like it. It is. That is the it's going to happen. Game. Which we're on the road, by the way. So it's road. not an easy. It's not not an easy task. Uh, but alas, very good. Now let's talk about another player that has had quite the criticism come his way recently this season, and that's Richard Sanchez. Um, completely showed up in this game. Played a lot better than he has this whole season. And my yeah. goodness, scores a wonder goal. I mean, the level of technique <laughs> it takes to score that is... I, I don't, you froze, Christian, so I have no idea what you did with your tea, uh, your, your teacup mug. What happened? I said you froze, so I didn't get to see anything of what you were doing. Oh. Wait, what's going on? I don't know. I don't know. Look... AJ, you started laughing. I thought you did something. I, I've I've lost signal here for a second. That's why I was like, "What's going on?" Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm listening to to your takeout on Richard Sanchez, and and you know, it's it's amazing. That goal, that wonder goal, was amazing. Um, I was actually in um, where was I? I think I was in the wing stop, and then uh, I was watching the game on my phone for a couple of minutes, and I saw the goal, and I tried my best not to scream because there was like 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 ten people around me, so. Like I said, Ivan, uh, this is probably Richard's, I, if, you know, one of his best games of the season. And, you know, the fact that he did it in that manner, just, I, one, obviously, it, it boosts his confidence, right? Who, a goal like that, like, who doesn't, right? Like, whose confidence doesn't get boosted all over that? And number two, you know, he's got to take that and just ride with it. Ride with it, ride with it, ride with it the rest of the season, just like Fidalgo, you know, both amazing performances uh, this past Sunday. Um, just just got to keep it going, man. It's that level of consistency that I think will elevate us to a championship team. If certain players can't achieve that consistency level, um, it's fair to say I think I think all three of us and I think the chat can agree that this America team is very bipolar and very you know non-consistent and 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 in any form and any every single player on that eleven, um, you you can see that there's no consistency with with any player. I mean, I don't um, know. I I don't agree differently with our goalkeepers. I think both Oscar and Ochoa have had consistency well, this season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Sorry, your point. Respect to um Oscar Jimenez's name. 
wow, putting respect yeah, to me. You know, probably besides okay, well besides the goalkeeper, because you know that that's a little you know that refrain them from this from this conversation for right for now. I please. Um you look you look across the sheet and there's no one that you can say, okay, he's had a good, long, consistent season. Um everyone had a, had their ups and downs. I think you need a core of players to you know kind of just be those players that can always you can always rely on to have the good games, always build you out, to always just spark something. Um, and only then will be a championship team. Because as of right now, yes, we're number one. You know, yes, we're number two in defensive. Yes, we're top five in offensive. Uh, but in my opinion, we're not there yet to be considered a championship team. Um, it's still up in the air of who can actually win the whole thing. Um, we're definitely in a conversation. We know we rely on to ourselves if, if we said we, we, we weren't in the conversation. But it's one thing being in the conversation, another thing being, you know, considered, you know, the actual, you know, top, top three have two teams to actually take it all. Um, people may put us there, uh, but me personally, um, it still is going to take a little bit more from the team to kind of put put, uh, put ourselves there. But I think we're on the right track, and I think goals like that and performances like Fidalgo's um, is what's going to take us. So, um, Richard Sanchez, I hope you take this into the international break. Show up, man, and come back and continue doing your thing. And he should keep shooting from far because he has that thing to shoot from far and score goals. Oh, he does. Must. Score bangers only. He don't miss. He don't. He miss. doesn't. I, I look. I I like um. I like Richard. I I I know he's had a lot of heavy criticism a lot. because of you know the position he's had to take up in regards to Mateo Suribe. Um, but I'd make the argument that you know you give Richard just another season one. I think he can do more than what Mateo Suribe did for America. And really, all he needs is a title to you know make that argument be more solid. And so I think that potentially we could see that if, you know, Richard can elevate his game uh, and, and you know, link up with the likes of Fidalgo, link up with the likes of, you know, Roger and, and stuff like that. I think you'll see a much more better uh, America side. You know, it, it's it, it's liquid football whenever you have a player like Richard Sanchez on his A game. And that's really, true, truly the real of it all. He commands a, midf- a midfield that is just, you know, very, very good on its day because this, let's face it. Whenever we got Pedro Aquino, we said potentially could be top two best midfielders, uh, best midfield in the league. Right? Yeah. Haven't really shown that this season, but we are capable of doing a lot more than what we have showcased. And I think this game against Pumas was a perfect example. The only thing I regret is the fact that this is on international break. It would have been great to have these guys finally get on form and not get a little bit cold. Uh, but alas, AJ, that is how the international break uh, was scheduled. And hopefully, like Christian mentioned, these players can continue to stay warm, can continue to stay hot. Um, and I guess it's a good thing that they're going up against Pumas again on Friday. I mean, hey, that's good. It's another, it's another um, Clasico. It's round two, except, you know, there's nothing at stake here. So Pumas, even if you do win, you ain't gain no points. Y'all, y'all are still trash. So I'll AJ, say I like that. how you say that there's nothing at stake. When there's a Clasico... Everything's always a stick. There's bragging rights on the table. I mean, the only thing they want to put on the table is Andres Lilini because he can get out of that team. <laughs> we do them a favor. <laughs> we would do them a favor. So they could put him on the table, but some will get rid of him. Just, you know, take the L against America and then, you know, job is done. But I mean, hey, we get to see some faces that I didn't get to see any point in time. And, you know, in the match this Sunday, we get to see them play. And who knows? Maybe they could be some players that I could look at. Towards the very end of the season, is like you know, maybe give you some more minutes if any of our players in the starting eleven aren't aren't um, up to par. Those guys on the bench can get some minutes. All right. Well, uh, let's go back into this game that we witnessed on uh, Sunday. Which, by the way, three p.m. It was it was nice, Christian. It was nice seeing America play uh, in that sunlight. Love it, man. I love it. It was great. Bring back so much, so many memories. Honestly, you guys need to go back. In time and watch these America games from back then at like six o'clock, five o'clock in Sunday afternoon. It's some of the best games ever, honestly. Definitely, it, it it was definitely a whole different vibe in that aspect. But uh, look, as as far as the game goes, you break it down easily, right? Pumas had the better start. America, I think, once they started getting those chances after that, this allowed Vina's goal. I saw an America that completely switched it on, completely going at you know 
after Pumas' goal, knocking at the door consistently. We get the goal. And I think what I like most about that is that America didn't necessarily sit back and was like, all right, we got the goal. Now we're just going to wait for the pressure. They kind of kept insisting, right? Second half comes around. There's uh, moments and spells in time where, where Pumas had their chances, looked a little bit better than us. But all in all, I think America did what they continuously been doing under Solari, Christian, and that is being as compact and organized as possible obviously with hiccups here and there but for the most part again playing to that solari role playing to that solari game where everything is going to be very detailed where everything's going to be very much or at least hope to be as organized as possible but it's very much pragmatic in the sense that no one's going to take that extra risk you're going to try to do your 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 job your part you're going to try to close the spaces down and you're gonna try to keep your opponent at bay. What you mean? I I I think you know the lack of order is what kind of uh you know did us in a couple of games in, in prior yeah. tenures. Mm-hmm. So it was good to see that. Um let's talk about uh let's talk about a man that's uh definitely causing a lot of ruckus in the sense of Mauro Linus. Uh, AJ, that is your boy right there. Linus and Ray should start together on the left side. I don't know why people criticize Linus so much from Luis G. And then AP Jr. follows that up by, eh, I don't know about Linus starter. Uh, how are we feeling about Linus? I mean, gets his goal, gets a good uh, showcasing against Pumas. I don't know. What, what are your thoughts? I don't know. Just with him, it, it feels like, like Christian mentioned, there's not any player this season that's been very consistent throughout the entire season. Everyone has their off days. Everyone has their good days. Linus is just one of those things. He just came onto the um, he just came onto the pitch with the minutes he had left. He gave it his all, and look, he was rewarded with a with a, um a goal. He essentially sealed the game for Pumas. I'm happy for him, but then you know, as he started, you had fans criticizing him, saying, "Why did we get him the first place?" And you got others like, "No, he's good." You know, maybe because of Linus name itself, because you know his younger brother. You would expect him to be the same, though they're two completely different players. Um, Linus though. I mean, I'm happy for him. I like the guy. Though, what I necessarily want to start when we have someone like Javarez, no. Would I want to put him in that left-back spot so Chavarez could be up top? I don't know about that either. That's why you have Fuentes in that spot. But, I mean, I'm happy with him. I'm fine with um, the way Linus is performing. Like I mentioned, everyone's been not everyone's been consistent. So, you can't be the only one pointing fingers at Linus from trying to say he's been bad. Because there's been other players this season. I'm just like, it's questionable how they've been for us. But, that's only me, probably. Yeah, and one of those biggest questionable players is wearing a number 10 jersey. But uh, again, I won't get into that discussion Ooh. as of right now. Talk about it. Talk about it afterwards. I'm down, I, I'm down to, bring, to bring this conversation to light. Well, I mean, we've opened, we've opened the can of worms. We might as well just completely uh, put it out there in the public. What is going on with Cordoba? I mean, you ha- he had an amazing opportunity to put, to, to put uh, a goal past Talavera. Was a bit selfish for in my eyes. Could have definitely passed it off. Could have gotten the assist. Would have been an easy goal. But alas, uh, apart from there, I mean, what what else did you guys see from Cordova? Because I didn't really see much again. And I I know that I'm always very heavy critical on this man. But it's that number 10 jersey that I think gives more light to this criticism. I agree so, with you. I agree with you. Um, and you know, I I, I think we're me and you and maybe AJ if he agrees with us, we're, we're about to be public enemy number one with Americanistas, but we're <laughs> not responding to the pressure of the number ten jersey. Listen, I said it on the on, on the classical podcast when you came on as a sub on a classical wearing a number ten. You're the one that was brought on to make the difference. You're the one that was supposed to come on. To kind of win the game, you came on and you did nothing for twenty five plus minutes. Bad game. Okay, fine. I understand. Let's pick it up against Pachuca. Pachuca, you didn't do nothing there either. You know what? Okay, fine. You know, America as a team is going through a bad stretch. Let's roll it over to Pumas. Fine. Let's see what happens here. And still nothing, man. Nothing. 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 I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the position. I don't know if it's the number ten. I don't know if it's personal issues. But the man is not responding as of right now. Um, <clears throat> I think his prior performances uh, with the national team and with America, I guess, just because of who he is, got him to call up. But if we want to be hot take central over here, 
I don't think Henry or Cordova deserve that call up to the Mexican national team. Um, but you know that, that that's you know that's a whole different story. That's a whole different you know podcast in, in, in itself. Uh, talking about the national team, but for America's sake, uh, listen, I'm I, I'm with you, Ivan. I really didn't see much from Cordova this Sunday. Um, if, if I, I don't know what it is, I don't know if either of you have have a, a theory of what's going on or what may be happening to him. But right now, he hasn't looked the same than what than what he did at the at the Olympics, and that's uh, it's a little concerning. I'm not gonna lie. A little chuckle from you, uh, AJ. Give me your perspective on this. Um, it's really unfortunate. Like ever since like he came back from that loan against Nick Gox, with Nick Gox, we really think he could be something after he, how he's been performing. In all those past games, it just seems like that number 10 shirt might seem to take a toll on him. Maybe it's just the responsibility of just wearing such a big number like the number 10. But, I mean, look what happened to Gio. He became a complete bust with Cordova. I don't know what's up with them. It's some inconsistencies. I don't know if it's just he prefers being the national team or something. Make it not be like a Uriel Antuna kind of situation where I'm just like, please, no. I really don't want that. But I don't know what's with Cordova. I mean, yeah, he's been moved to different positions in on the team either he's a left mid he's a right mid he's a cam center forward whatever this case may be like i really don't understand what's going on one of them it's really unfortunate i really only want the very best for god i want to see the very best on on the pitch just i don't know what's going on he's just been ghosting to see it. yeah he's got two goals i'm just like is the two goals really enough like the reason for you to give us the give you the number 10 jersey no and maybe it could just be as well after Winning the Ivan Pineda trophy, I think he just stopped playing for real. <laughs> so I think I, I think you have to kind of take into perspective everything, right? I think you're right, Christian, in the sense that it is the weight and the pressure of the number 10 jersey. I do believe too, it's the position, right? He's he doesn't feel as comfortable on that right hand side or left hand side than he does in the midfield. But it's not to say that he's a bad player that can't yeah can't adapt yeah, right. and can't you know take on those roles and positions because we've seen it with the national team he's been drifted out wide before too and he's performed so what is it it's the real it's the real situation and I think it's just the player who he is we've talked about it too and I've talked about it the consistency has just not been there from him he's a player that you get one two games three max good and then he goes cold. For the longest of time. I remember Paco Villa was talking about this. Um, I can't remember what game it was. But he he said it. He's like, you know, Cordoba's. And I know a lot of controversy going around. Being, being called so-called Pecho Frio on, on, on Twitter. Um, but the reality of it, it. This is lingering on since this Necaxa alone. Necaxa had the opportunity to buy him. And they said no. And he was balling out. But why? Because there was that lack of inconsistency and they saw it and they were like, you know what? Nah, we're good. And so he comes back to America, starts performing. But again, it's the lack of consistency. I don't know if necessarily, you know, him riding the bench a little bit is going to help solve the issue. Um, I mean, how can you justify taking off Fidalgo and putting Cordoba in that role when Fidalgo just had the game that he did against Pumas? Yeah. So it's just like, I mean... You know that the life of a footballer is tough and you have to earn your place. And especially in America, wearing that jersey, I feel like, you know, anyone, any one of us, if we had the talent that Cordova had and you told us, I'm going to give you the number 10 jersey, you go out there week in and week out and you die for that jersey. You put everything out there on that pitch. And that's what you're not seeing from a canterano. That's that's my biggest thing. A lot of people are like, why are you so harsh on Cordova? Why aren't you harsh on like, you know, on Vinas or or Richard or all you know all these other foreigners that are performing well because they're not from the cantera they're not from our youth academy they're not they don't feel the colors the way that a canterano should feel them and the fact that Cordova comes in and just you know half asses it sometimes out there on the pitch is just what frustrates me the most because I'm just like you see him sometimes lose a ball and he's just kind of like ah okay. And, and and that's what's like, come on, man, do something. You got the number 10 jersey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with you. It's a, it's a little disappointing because I think, you know, last season he was, you know, much better than what he's giving us now. And, you know, back then, you know, last season, I, I guess I, I could understand why people, you know, would kind of be like, you know, what the hell, Ivan? Like, what are you talking about? Like, I can see their perspective, right? Because he was giving performances, even though Ivan wasn't seeing it. But this year, I got to say, I think I, I see eye to eye with Ivan. I think, 
Jordan Vaz has been very disappointing up to this point. Um, does he have time to bring it back? I mean, listen, if he shows up for the rest of the season and shows up in playoffs, wins is the 14, wins is the CCL, um, you know, maybe all all is forgotten, right? But yeah, I'll change my Twitter name to I hash uh, to listen, I love Cordova. As the, the way things are going right now, it doesn't seem likely, but I know Ivan will be all for it. Even if it means, you know, bashing him for the rest of his life, he wants Cordova to succeed. We all want Cordova to succeed. We all want Cordova to respond as the number 10. Mm-hmm. When is it going to happen, though? Right? When is it going to happen? Uh, what does what does he need in order for him to succeed? And maybe he needs to have a, a, a sit down with, with Solari. You know, I don't know if Solari sees it, but Cordova is not Cordova, right? You know what? You know who he needs to have a sit down with? He needs to have a sit down with Cuauhtémoc Blanco. <laughs> like, Cuauhtémoc Blanco will smack him around and the he will get him into shape. Just like yes. what he did to Fireson. Just like what he did to Fireson at the window. Just give him the. <laughs> it's like, wake, it's like, wake up. Where my number? I'm I'm just saying no, but you're right though. I I I, I think Solari's aware of it, but I think at the same time, Solari's kind of like, well, I mean, you know, I, I don't have a right winger because my board didn't bring me one, so you're kind of stuck <laughs> in that position, you know. Sure. I, I mean, look, I, I get it. It hasn't been favorable for Cordova because of the fact that you know the, the necessity of the team needing to play him in that position i get it but at the same time you can't make the argument that he would bench fidalgo at the moment right Mm-mm. just can't honestly so that's that's the thing i have dylan in the comments saying ivan equals petrofrio <laughs> and saying wow y'all better be glad i ain't on the podcast right now and ap jr saying can you please dylan uh like apparently ap jr that not uh, not a fan, fan of, of the what we're saying me. But I get it, right? But, and, and and I get it because um, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I, I want to see AP. If you if you're willing to share your opinion on Cordova, I would love to hear if you back Cordova or do you agree with us? Anyone in the comments, actually, if you guys can, do you guys agree with us or you guys have your own take on Cordova? Please share it right now, and we'll, we'll discuss it. Um, Leo Suarez is injured, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Leo After the season, probably back week four or five of next season. Which doesn't help our case still with the whole right miss situation. Dylan answering the question, he's like, I wish I'm at work right now, but he definitely wishes he could be on and talking this Cordoba debate. Um, But look, the reality is that he's wearing the number 10 jersey. He's got to pick it up. And you said it, Christian, if, if, if he magically picks it up after the international break, backs himself like four goals before the season ends, wins is that CONCACAF Champions League, is pivotal for us to make a run in, 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 and claim that 14th title. Then, of course, like, you know, I'll change my profile picture to Cordoba, I'll change my background to Cordoba, I'll change my name to I love Cordoba. And, like, of <laughs> course, you know, like, I'm willing to do all of that, but he needs to go out there and perform. Like, it's just as simple as that. He's so, got to get the Ivan Pineda trophy again. He's got to win yeah, the second time. So... There we go. I will I will publicly make a video if he is at the <laughs> at the helm of it all. I will publicly make a video that we'll post on our podcast and I will be like, you know, attention Cordoba. Like, dear Cordoba, I apologize for all my bashing. I was 100% wrong. You are the best Americanista and the best player I've ever seen. Like, I will say all of that stuff if he can go and perform and win as a title. All right? I'm just, all I'm saying, but I need him. I need him to perform. Uh, but we have AP Jr.'s take saying, honestly, he's playing uh, horrible, bad form. But like y'all said, I want him to succeed and meet that number 10 expectation. And I think that's what we all want at the end of the day. Also, he's not the youngest of players anymore. So he's coming into that age where he needs to start maturing a little bit more. He's entering that 24, 25, 26 period where that is pivotal in a player's career. I mean, absolutely pivotal. And if you're still, you know, giving performances every three weeks, it's just not going to cut it, especially if you're trying to go to Europe. I'm just being realistic at this point. But that is the case with Cordoba. At the end of the day, though, America defeats Pumas 2-0 to zero on a Sunday afternoon at the Estadio Azteca. And again, three points. It's cold at the top, AJ. It's cold at the top. It's looking, uh, pretty, ni- it's looking pretty nice right up there, honestly. You would it, what I like? For it to stay that way, yes, please. I would like that, please. I Get think to see that, uh, everyone yeah. else fight in a repechaje. You know, it would be nice <laughs> if relegation was still a thing. We could we could just wave bye bye at them. So, but <laughs> <laughs> you're right, AJ. You're 100 right. But look, the reality is that look, the hardest test for America season 
is right after this international break. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the fixtures are coming thick and fast, and especially with a final uh, thrown in the mix of it all in, in the month of October. October is probably the most pivotal month in America's season. Also, funny enough, it is America's anniversary month. So, make that of that uh, of what you will with that information. But again, Us? America wins three points. Good way to get into the international break. And we look ahead uh, to what potentially could be a very good thrilling match against Atletico San Luis. But again, that is for the future. But with that said, gentlemen, anything to add on uh, in regards to this recap? Um, I think that'll be it. We move. We, we move. move. And we, move. we keep it moving. I like it. Um, AP Junior said, God bless the international break. Yes, I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think maybe America needed the international break. If I'm being honest, uh, we needed a little bit of a reset here. So honestly, we're gonna see. really need it because, like you mentioned, this month of October is hectic. Like we got San Luis, and then just three days later, Santos, and then four days later, it's Tigres. Like that's tough. And then I believe then the, then we have five the five days later we have the final. Yeah, yeah, and then we got the Conca final, and then Classical Hall venue. Oh yeah. Oh, Look at that. Oh, it's uh it it is mayhem <sighs> central October, okay? Yeah, honestly, the international <laughs> break actually, maybe God bless the uh international break. And I ain't being <laughs> sarcastic, so Carlos Diaz saying, yo boys, what is going on, Carlos? Glad to see you on here. But all right, gentlemen, let's move on into the next segment. But before we do, we want to remind everyone that today's episode is brought to you guys by Footcult. If you guys haven't done so already, make sure you guys check out footcult.com. Get uh, get anything uh, that you guys like with a 10% discount by using the discount code EEP at checkout. Again, that is discount code EEP at checkout to get 10% off all Footcult products. Excuse me. And again, thank you to Footcult for sponsoring today's episode. All right. Gentlemen, moving on into the world of America. Christian, do you have any updates, rumors, or anything going on in and around the world of America? I've seen that Renato Ibarra is training again with America. Yeah, so um, <laughs> the, the, the rumor is, and Renato's expectation is, to be ready for playoff with America. Um, is that going to happen? Listen, Probably not. The, I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. I think. So that's not the that, type of player to risk anyone. Yeah. Um. I, I think at this point, um, Renato will just be ready for next season. Uh. I mean, if it does happen, I don't think anyone will be opposed to it. It just adds another, another, I guess, offensive element that I think Renato can bring, uh, to the offense. Um. But you know, as of right now, let's just stick with what we have and exclude him until. Further confirmation is, you know, is out there that he will be ready by then. Um, but, you know, he's training for that uh, for that timeline. It's just very unlikely, but um, crazy things have happened. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely, definitely. Um, but with that said, I don't think there's anything more in regards to the update. It's been pretty quiet at America. Nothing yeah, really pretty, to pretty, talk pretty about. Quiet for, for, for news, for news outlets, for news reporters. But that's good. I don't know why, but that's good. I feel like uh, a quiet a quiet day at the office is always, you know, acceptable with America. You know, everyone's got to do their job, and look, the players are off to international break, so it's 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 gonna be interesting to see what happens. Uh, you mentioned that uh, four players uh, from America's roster are going to go play uh, with Mexico. That's George Sanchez, uh, Guillermo Ochoa, Henry Martin, and um, Sebastián Cordova. And so San Cordova, of course. Um, did Richard get called up for his national team? I think I believe Richard got called up. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, that only begs the question if Roger got called up. That one is 100% not known if he did or didn't. Yeah, I, I, yeah I'm not, not too aware of that either. But if he didn't, uh, we can all agree that he doesn't deserve it. So <laughs> Half of these players don't deserve it, but that's a different thing. <laughs> different take. Different take. Different, I, and I think, I think we, we went too hot this podcast, so... Let's just uh we'll 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 try that. Let's talk about let's talk about something that I think people are talking about, not just America, uh, not just America fans, but Mexican national fans. When is Chava Reyes gonna get the call up? Um not anytime soon. Not anytime soon. Elaborate, please, my friend. 
I think with the whole Chava Reyes situation, you have to take in, you have to factor in the fact that he is glowing up mid, well, not even mid. I think at this point, you're like three quarters into potentially playing a World Cup. So we know how qualifiers go. It's usually you take your players who you've been working with for the past three years and you've weaved out your kind of go-to guys and you kind of play your chances with them. And then if those players aren't putting up the performances you want them to, and if the results aren't going your way, then you switch it up. Then you bring in the likes of Chava Reyes. Um, because look, Artiago isn't even on this lineup uh, call-up either. And I think yeah, he's Chava Reyes' like biggest easy. competition right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, Roy Martinez did get called up to the Columbia national team. Pedro oh, Aquino, Pedro Aquino, Pedro Aquino too? Okay, yeah, I Pedro think Pedro Aquino deserved it. Yeah, he, nah, he okay. deserved it. Pedro Aquino didn't get called up last time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, okay, yeah. well deserved for, for Richard and Pedro. Wow. Oh, uh, man, that means our midfield this week, this Friday against Pumas is going to be Mono Suna and uh, Fernando Madrigal. Let's go! <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that discussion right now. But, uh, yeah, I think the whole Salvador Reyes thing, we just got to be patient. Um, I think that if he can continue to ball out, he can definitely make that World Cup roster. But, again, he needs to be consistent, which I, I think that's maybe the one player you can argue, Christian, has had the most consistency with America this season. He's only had one bad game season as well, and that was the um, but no, it was the Clásico match actually, the, the Clásico Nacional. That was no, like, the Toluca game. He wasn't the, the sharpest. I, I feel I feel like that was everyone though in general for Toluca, to be honest. Yeah, but I mean, alas, I guess you can I, I, say. I, that, I guess out of everyone, I guess you can say Chavarez has been the most consistent, but not America level consistent that we need him to be. No, but I'm just saying this as far as the squad goes, I think. He, as squad goes, he, yes. I, I would yeah. agree with yes. Chava Reyes does seem like the more consistent out of the whole uh, out of the bunch. But still not to the level that we need to be at. Yeah, but look, I don't think we have to worry. And and to be honest, I, I don't think I don't think Salvador Reyes' mind should be on the national team right now. I think he should be just hundred percent focused on America at the moment. And you guess the call up, I think great for him. But like you said, I I think right now, I think right now, I think he's focused. I think he. I think he knows it's it, it, it's in the conversation. Um, it's just I think, like you said, I, I hope that his priority and his focus right now is becoming the best player he can for America first. And then if the call up does come, then you know, congratulations and, and go do your thing. But I, I think you're right. Evan. I think the focus has to be America first. Uh, be the best player you can, and then worry about everything else later. I think. Look, you you, you got to look at what Tata Martino is trying to do for this national team. I think right now he's just trying to get the results and try to take a good enough kind of lead in where, all right, you've maybe secured your spot. And for the last couple of games, you can call up different players and then experiment things. That's when I think you'll see Osabalo Reyes get called up. But before that, I, I just, I don't see, I, he might get called up for the friendly. Um, I'm, I'll make a bold position. I'm all, oh, what the hell? I can't even speak right now. I'll make a bold prediction right now. I think America has five players in the World Cup next year. Yes. And that is going to be uh, Monosuna. 100%. Go on. Go on. Go on. Okay. Fernando Madrigal. Yes. And Guatemala somehow. Chucho Lopez. Emma Aguilera. Emma Aguilera. Oh, oh God, can you imagine a world? Can you imagine a world where Aguilera gets called up for the national team? Oh, let's go. If he, if he has a free kick, he's going to tell Messi, step aside. I got this. I take this back at America. <laughs> I'd, pay, I'd pay good money to see that. <laughs> imagine Aguilera telling Messi, back off. I got back this. Back off. I, I got this. I, he yeah. scores it as well? Scores it as well. Like in a I'd World Cup final money. as well? Yeah. I'd pay good money to see that. <laughs> I think, I think Aguilera becomes an America legend if that ever happened. He'll oh, become yeah. an Argentina 100%. legend now. He'll be in Britain in the books. Everyone will become an America fan at that point. Like, I support this team because of Emma. Oh, of course. Now, but I honestly think we'll see Chava Reyes in Qatar 2020. I, I, I think so as well. I think honestly, see that. Maybe if he doesn't, he doesn't get that many minutes, but he's just there on the bench, you know, just in case if you need to put him on the wings or left by position, if anything. But, you know, 
It'll be good with experience, even if he doesn't get any um, Listen, just... He fits a lot of Tata's qualities and what he looks for as a as a uh, as a left back. Um it's just now, you know, you need to prove it against, you know, better opposition. I you know so And look, this is the month to do so, right? This is the month to do so. There there's one problem though. There's only one problem. You don't play in MLS, so he's already probably out of the question, no. You don't, you don't no, play in listen, MLS. Listen, that, that's gonna be there for that Monterrey America final. You're gonna see Gallardo yes. and Chava Reyes both at the same time playing in a high pressure matchup. Yep. This is this is if you're Chava, that, that's your that's your moment to shine. That's your rival. Aside from America, now obviously we want to win this for America and lift the you know lift the trophy. But you know he has to keep in mind that you know that's up there watching. You know he's gonna be looking, taking his little notes down. Um, and, and let's see what happens. Yeah, well, to add a little bit more spice to the situation, yeah, that's definitely something to keep an eye on for. But look, that uh, that pretty much does it. Let's 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 go on into our last and final topic of the night before we wrap all things up. Uh, gentlemen, we have another classical at hand, and I know a lot of people are saying, "Well, it's an excavation match, and this and that." And while AJ says that there is nothing at stake, oh. uh, I will make the argument that there is bragging rights. And AJ, you know what it means to the Americanismo here in the United States whenever America does get to come here. And Southern California is probably one of the biggest areas for an Americanismo That's community. Hot. And not just that, but you're gonna have people flying in from all over the country to come see America. So, uh, how are we feeling about this game, gentlemen? It's on a Friday night, which is weird, really weird. It's at six thirty. A lot of people are still barely getting out of work, so I, I don't know how the attendance is gonna go looking like. But again, it's bragging rights at stake. A classico, a uh, classico capitolino, and we know that this game was uh due to be played last year if it wasn't for COVID situations. Now the fans get to finally utilize their tickets. And we're going to see America come at Carson at Dignity's Health Sports Park. Interesting game, nonetheless, I would say. Yeah, no. Um, can't wait for it. I mean, you can never go wrong with the, with the Classico. And it's also on a Friday as well. I mean, yeah, it's a weekend. Start your weekend off with um, Classico Capitolino and watch El Mas Grande. So, you know, never go wrong time. Especially being in California, it's one of the hotspots. If, regardless of the friendly, you can even be in Kansas, you'll get a bunch of Americanistas going there. So, wherever America plays in the States, we make our presence known as Americanistas. No matter where this team will go, we will follow. Definitely. And uh, Christian, I, I look forward to these games more for the to seeing the fans show up more so than the actual team. No. Um, it's it's you guys witnessed it in Philadelphia, uh, Christian. You've witnessed this uh, a couple of years ago back in New York, uh, well, New Jersey actually, because uh, the game was at Red Bull Arena. But um, you've you've you know you guys know what the Americanismo brings to the table whenever it is a game here in the states. Um, you might as well call it a home game, right? Because <laughs> we're gonna be the majority. Always going to be that majority. It's um, it's like the national team. And where we go, it's the, we're playing at home. What are you talking about? Oh, wait, all don't I gotta say is, all I gotta say is the MLS better wish this Liga MX MLS merger doesn't happen because listen, any game America attends here, they're gonna be the whole team. Ooh, I don't care always. who you are, Cincinnati, Los Angeles, Chicago, New York, Sporting Kansas City. I don't care who you are. America will be the home team no matter what. Always. Always, always, and you know what? Maybe they want that because that that is a lot of revenue and tickets. I was just, I was just Cincinnati, yeah, Cincinnati has a team. (laughs) But I promise you, like you go to that Cincinnati game, and it's always gonna be the majority of America fans. I mean, it's all yellow, man. It's all yellow. Forget the orange. It's all yellow. You might see a lot of orange, but it's gonna be that orange America jersey. Spot it. (laughs) (laughs) The reality is. I look forward to these games because uh, it's about the Americanismo. It's about the people in the stands. It's about seeing the families, the tailgates, all that stuff. For me, that is what these games bring out the best in the Americanismo, in the community. The food, it's delicious. It's always great. Um, You know, God bless to all of those who, whenever I'm coming by, always offer me something to eat, uh, which is always tempting, by the way, very tempting. But I know if I stop eating, if I stop and I and, and I start eating, I'm just gonna get distracted and I can't fully cover the game. Uh, but but no, yeah, I mean it's amazing. Look, I'm looking forward to it. 
I'll be down there at the game. If you guys are going to be there, let us know. We always want to be a part of, we always want to feature you guys on the podcast. We always want to put you guys up on our social medias. Um, so if you guys are going to be at Dignity Health Sports Park, if you guys are going to be in Carson, California that day, let us know. We want to feature you guys in our game day coverage. Uh, so let us know again, Friday night, 6.30 p.m. Pacific time. That game is going to be live at uh, Do the NA. That is 9 Eastern for you boys over there. What a way to kind of end your Friday night. Should be an interesting one. Should be a fun one. Nevertheless, I think this is a good opportunity for Soladi to play some of the youngsters. Would you guys agree? 100%. Yeah, this is the chance, and and we're talking about this. Uh, what like a podcast ago, AJ? That that you know, we Soladia prone for for letting the, the the youth develop in the first team hasn't really done that this season. But I think this is the game for him to kind of take advantage of it. Oh, of course, and as well, they um these guys they get the play they get to play um with the first team. It's a friendly, but who knows? You do your best and give it your all in the match against Pumas. Soladia's gonna probably have an eye on you. Who knows? By even maybe in this season, maybe just have one or two of those guys just on the bench, just in case, or for next season, you can get that call up to that first team. Look, I'm really hoping Karel's ready to go because I, I I really would want to see him feature in a game like this. Um, I know your boy Morrison is 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 who you want to see, but I don't know if he makes the game day roster. Maybe potentially, seeing as how we might have some players out. Um, but again, whilst this is a good opportunity for the youngsters to get some minutes, it's also a good opportunity uh, for some of these players that haven't seen minutes regularly get get some playing time. I mean, you're talking about a Venus that's going to start. You got to talk about a Nicolas Benedetti who's going to get some minutes as well. I mean, that's important too. keep that rhythm going. I think he had a very good game against Chivas at, in Dallas. Now the question is, can he come and step up again in, in Carson against Umas? Um, that's going to be Ivan. Carson is about an hour and an hour 15 at most. Not bad. Not bad. It's not bad. Not bad at all. Um, it's, it's, I think it's relatively closer by, but yeah, no, it's not bad at all. Um, I, I shouldn't catch traffic by the time I'm leaving. So, well, never mind. It's a Friday. It's, it's, it, never mind. I'm always going to catch traffic on a Friday. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's not that far. Um, so yeah, I, I'm excited to see some of these players get some regular minutes, some youngsters get some debut minutes, um, and and try to see if Solari can implement something that he wants to continue implementing uh, throughout the remainder of of this apertura. Again, I know it's an exhibition, and it really is just a filler because you know Dominica had to find a way to get this game going again uh, because of the COVID situation. But again, I I expect a good game. On, on Friday night. I expect a good matchup. I expect there to be, you know, a lot of uh, a, a lot of good play on the pitch, but I expect a lot more happening in the stands. Um, AJ, you know well the when the border gets together and, and they get their creative, you know, banners and everything ah. going. Uh, that is truly amazing. Uh, Flair's coming up uh, roughly around the 83rd, 85th minute of the match as well. So, uh, again, all of that paints for a spectacular event. And I'll say this much. Uh, if you guys thought the game against uh, Chivas at Dallas was a good showcasing of what the fans are capable of doing, just wait till the fans are a little bit closer to the players themselves. I'm excited to see what they're going to be doing at Dignity Health Sports Park. So, again, excited. Really, really excited. Um, and I can't wait to see what is, uh, what is afoot for America on Friday against Pumas. Again, these games are a little bit hard to preview in the sense of what we might see from some of these players because, again, you don't know exactly what Solari is going to want to do on the night. Um, Carlos Diaz coming out saying, where are you sitting at? Uh, well, I'll be sitting in the press box as we uh, will be covering it as media. Uh, but let us know where you'll be at, Carlos. Definitely uh, love to ca catch up with you. Uh, maybe get a couple words from you in regards to Las Aguilas de la America and anyone really who's out there who's ever listening wants to be, uh, you know, in front of the microphone, let us know. Again, we want to get all of you guys' perspective on this matchup. All right, gentlemen, to kind of wrap it up quickly, what is your guys' expectation for this game on Friday, and what are your guys' scoreline prediction, if you guys have any? Uh, AJ, I'll throw it to you first. Um, look, it's Gusco on Capitalino. Once again, it's going to be a friend of the Bastel. The um, tension out there is going to be amazing. The atmosphere, it's going to be really important. 
for these players, you know, to just come up out top again against Pumas, you know. You got to let them know who runs things in Mexico, in Mexico City. No wider than Mas Grande. So, you know, um, expect, you know, Solari. See what he can implement with the players he has on the bench or some of these youngsters. Because especially for the youngsters, they could be one of the future, future America players that can, you know, stand out, make themselves a name for in this club. So, really, just for these guys, just have a good time right out there on the pitch. Give it your all. And then for Solari. See what else he can um implement into um into this game against Pumas. And for my scoreline prediction, go two zero. We'll never hitting three zero. So two zero is the new three. <laughs> I like it. Also, by the way, you don't know how majestic Solari's hair is until you see it in person. I'm just <laughs> man it in that aspect. I I wish I was I wish I was up front close to him because I'm just like, damn, dude. Like you're just just majestic, really. Great coach as well. So super, super cool guy. Super really cool guy. is. Wish yeah. I got to talk to him in English as well because he did. Um, he did go to Stockton University in Jersey. He actually did say one of the reasons he came to the United States because he was very interested about the language of English. So he's still, he's definitely he's got um probably know a thing or two in English. Would have loved to have a little convo with him, but <laughs> always so maybe maybe one day, AJ. One, one day, day if we keep our fingers crossed. Uh, Christian, what are you expecting out of this game, and what is your scoreline prediction? Yeah, you know, just like you guys said, I overall I hope um it's a it's a good performance uh from America definitely um that's all that's all I think we all could have to wish for hoping to see you know Vinas and Benetti get a, get a lot of rep get um get get some good minutes in keep up the keep up the tempo um score prediction um it's it's a friendly with a lot of you know rotational players um calm one nothing win for America one nothing win calm I like it I definitely like it. Well, uh, I'm going to go with uh, a 2-1 victory for Las Aguilas del América. I think we're going to see a couple of goals. Again, I'm more excited to see what happens in the stands. That is always, for me, kind of, you know, the most important part of it all. Again, we'll have to wait and see what happens. But I'm excited. I'm always, always up and always excited to go cover these games. Um, again, thank you to all our listeners who make it a possibility. Uh, thank you to everyone that, you know, makes us, you know, has put us in the position to be able to give game coverage to you guys. Uh, and I hope that uh, we make you guys proud on Friday and uh, hopefully the team does so as well with a good victory. Um, yeah. I mean, what more can we say? Azucaremos uh, campeón saying, come over with La Quemanda en dos países. And uh Junior, I wish America played out here in the Bay Area, shaking my head. Although there was uh, that one time they were going to play in San Francisco. Uh, and then things deteriorated. I can't get into the details of it because we won't run in. Uh, we're running out of time in this one. But uh, again, thank you to all of you guys. Again, making this a possibility. I do want to give a special shout out to someone who is always regularly here on the chat, who isn't here at the moment. He is at uh, SoFi Stadium, and uh, apparently not having the greatest of time. I've seen as his Raider Nation is uh, down and 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 down pretty pretty heavily so i uh, just want to give a shout out to chris chris uh we hopefully when you listen back to this uh, it brings a little bit of joy but again thank you for always coming on thank you for always showing your support and uh hopefully we get to see you next week or uh, on 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 the chat as always um but again thank you to everyone you know uh you know chris is uh i think chris is a perfect representation of this community uh, as so as so is AP Jr., Carlos Diaz, Azucrema Campeon, every single one, Luis G, uh, Jacob Leal, Dylan, who's always in the chat as well, whenever he gets a chance to. Uh, so thank you to everyone, every single one of you guys who are out there doing your thing. Again, we really, really do appreciate everything that you guys are doing. And, um, you know, hopefully we keep continuously making you guys proud and we'll continue to keep striving forward. Uh, and again, you guys are the inspiration that keeps us going season after season. All right, gentlemen, anything else to add on before we wrap it all up here? Um, free my boy Chucho Lopez. So I'm gonna say he better get some minutes early. If not, I'm gonna run. It. It's gonna be a problem. So I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a picture of Chucho Lopez holding uh holding everyone's luggage, and I'm just gonna send it to AJ and be like, "This is yo, all stop, <laughs> y'all just disrespect my boy like that." <laughs> Uh, all right, one last comment, and I'll throw it to you, Christian. Uh, Frank saying, I want to see America play at Levi Stadium against a big team. Uh, AP Jr. agreeing with him there. I wouldn't mind seeing that happen as well. I think that'd be an interesting game. Uh, but all right, Christian, final thoughts before we wrap it up? 
listen, I'm either going to get the dub, all right? I'm either going to win. I'm right? going to come back from the break when when we're really undefeated. We're going to go into Monterrey on the 26th. Seven. Seven. We're going to beat their ass. We're going to be champions. We're going to go into playoffs as the first seed. 28th. We're going to beat everybody's ass. We're going to be champions. That's it. Happy birthday. Oh, yeah. It is. This is the 28th, AJ. Thank you. <laughs> 26. <laughs> you, 26. Ivan, 27. 28. 28. There you go. There you go. Third turns the charm, baby. I like it. Just know, just know when a man comes back from the break, we're going to be doing a lot of ass beating, all right? That's all I got to say. <laughs> APZ. Hey, 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 language. language. <laughs> I, think, right, right, right. I think this Bro. is the most that we have. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to uh, report. This. I'm gonna have to censor this one. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm just too happy that my team won Clasicos left and right. So I mean, I have a reason to just be happy and all that. So. And AJ, we got the biggest classico up next for the ladies as well. So please make sure you guys join us on Thursday as we're going to be covering that game in detail and get you guys ready for what is the Clasico Nacional for our ladies. But all right, gentlemen, thank you again for coming out. I know that, uh, you know, Mondays are always a good day for us whenever we get to talk Las Aguilas de la America. AJ, again, thank you to you. Again, Christian, to you as well. You guys have a wonderful time. To everyone out there in the chat, thank you so much. To everyone listening again. Thank you. We'll see you guys in Carson, California on Friday, and we'll be talking Lady Aguilas on Thursday. All right, then. You guys have a wonderful time. Stay safe out there. Please wear your mask. And as always, Arriba America. Good night, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.